sixth annual Extra Life Video Game Marathon is coming up on November 2nd, 2013. Now it's time for gamers to make a difference. Extra Life is just like a run or a walk or a bike event, except you never have to leave the comfort of your own living room. Just sign up online at extra-life.org to register. On November 2nd at 8 a.m., you play any games you want for 24 hours. Find out more and sign up to play online at extra-life.org. Play games. Heal kids. Extra Life. This message is made possible by Children's Miracle Network Hospitals in this podcast. Hello, and welcome to the 66th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I am one of your co-hosts, and I am joined tonight by three of my other co-hosts and a special (laughs) guest. Um, I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, think about, dream about, in addition to a number of other things, video games, video games, video games. Ladies, um, well, let's start with our guest. Carly, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Say hello. Hi, everybody, and thanks for having me. Um, I'm Carly Finseth. I'm a PhD student at Texas Tech in the... I was going to say wonderful, but, you know, even the locals here in Lubbock, Texas, call it, you know, it ain't terrible, Lubbock, Texas. Um, and I do study video games, among other things, um, but also technical communication and rhetoric and how all of those things come together. We like those things. We do like those things. <laughs> yeah. Big fans. All right. Big fans of those things. All right, Alicia, how about you go next? I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you guys are just spacing on me. Uh, my name is Alicia Carabinas. I am a student in the MFA for Fiction at Purdue University. I am applying under some duress with some excitement for the PhD in rhetoric composition this fall and writing a thesis. So I'm super busy. Hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> Not a fan of those things. No. 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 Honestly, I do like all those things, but it does mean I don't get a lot of sleep. So, you know, trade off. Trade off. Nicole. Hmm. Um, Oh, we're passing it on. Um, (laughs) So I'm Nicole Marie, and I work at a bank, but I like to come and chat about video games with these ladies every now and then. Okay, every two weeks. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray. Oh, and Sarah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm Sarah. I am a creative writing and professional writing double major at Purdue. Um, I am a senior this year and going to graduate in the spring, and I'm looking for a job. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Got to do it every episode. <laughs> it's just say until it's over, right? Yeah. All right. So we'll go with our usual, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Uh, and we will start. We're going to be polite this time and remember to be polite. And we're going to start with our guest. Carly, what you playing? <laughs> this question like hurt my heart at first because I'm in the middle of studying for qualifying exams and so I haven't had as much time to play as I normally would like to um, but I have been playing Rift on and off both for fun and also a little bit of research related um, mini ninjas but I'm not sure how I feel about that game 
So I don't know if any of y'all have played that. I'm I'm still kind of on the fence of whether or not I like it. Um, and then on my phone, Campground Challenge, I'm strangely addicted to that, if anyone has played that. But with quals and studying and a baby who's just turned five months old, I have a lot more time for like games on my phone nowadays than I do to actually sit down and really play. But that's what I've been playing. Understood. Oh, yeah, you've been there, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? Well, have, well, some of us have. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, let me tell you what I've been playing. Um, my I've had a crazy uh bit of time, a crazy couple weeks, um, with a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, but I've managed to to squeak in some gaming time. Um, I have played uh a whole lot of Pokemon X. Well, probably not a whole lot. Probably about thirty hours or so in the last couple weeks. I, that did sound like a lot, didn't it, though? Yeah, um, no big deal. <laughs> just 30 hours. Yeah, whatever, Sarah. I want to know how many hours you played. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you turn that DS on and you tell me. Um, so I played a little bit of Pokemon X. Um, I've been having fun with Wonder Trades and some battles. Um, we'll talk, I guess, more about that later. You know, oh, well, no, I'm going to talk about it right now. Because I have to make, I, like I said, I made this admission before, but I have to make this admission now because it becomes more and more apparent what an issue this is. Um, this is the first Pokemon game I've actually really, really played. Mm-hmm. And I am, I know, I feel shamed. I'm enjoying it, first off. But I am a part of this um, group, Facebook group of people who are playing Pokemon together and trading and battling and so on and so forth, which is a lot of fun because I can trade with folks and I can battle folks. And there's always like people that online that I know are, you know, are going to be fun to play with. Right. Um, But I realize more and more as people are like getting into breeding and they're finding their Pokemon and um, catching Pokemon. I don't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) It's it's pretty complicated, though. Like, if you actually get into the, like, scientific art of Pokemon breeding. It's crazy. That, like, they inherit, like, one quality from, like, the parent. I don't know. It gets really, it it does get really intense. And then there's, like, you have to keep. Like, they keep doing it until they get, like, the maximum positive stats. It's like, now you're playing with science. And I'm like, holy shit. It's like genetics. It's crazy. I don't do it. It's too much. And people are, like, really into this. Yeah, I don't participate. It's the only thing that would make me want to play. I have no interest in the other shit. I don't want to catch anything. Uh, But I would breed. I don't want to catch anything. (laughs) You would breed like crazy. Totally. It does not. The so catchphrase is <laughs> You guys, I should tell you sometime about how I dropped out of school the first time because of Monster Rancher, okay? Um, I know my weaknesses, and this is why I don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. You're going to have to tell that story over drinks one day. <laughs> we will talk about it. Um, so, yeah, I have that, that admission to make. But you know what? Even though I have no idea of what's going on with people and their stuff like that, I'm having a whole lot of fun playing this game because I'm having a lot of fun, you know, like um, figuring out which Pokemon do what, which Pokemon can um, take out wild Pokemon uh, or, you know, get their health low enough that I can catch them, which Pokeballs I need to 
use to catch which Pokemon at what time of day. That kind of stuff is actually kind of fun. Um, but yeah, this whole genetics thing is, I'm lost. I, I, and I understand genetics. Okay, I've taken, past, done very well in all my science classes. I understand genetics. But it's like the way people talk about it, there's so much history. Because, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, it hasn't been this easy to catch a blah, blah, blah since Pokemon Red. And I'm like, holy shit. I <laughs> lost. Um, <laughs> so I just smile and nod and hope that I get what I'm looking for in a wonder trade. Um, <laughs> it's Our bad. wonder trade's fun. It's fun. It's fun. And someone to someone someone gave me um someone gave me a hint. They said, okay, if you're gonna do wonder trades, it's really good to do start doing wonder trades at like midnight because that's when um people in Japan come online and they're yeah. trading yeah and they're trading higher level better better Pokemon because they've got more of them than folks than you know like you know the 13 year old kid in Utah who's just like here take this level two um. Oh, whatever. Crap. You know, Zigzagoon. Right. <laughs> what you find everywhere. Really? It was like, yeah, I just saw 47 of those in the high grass back there. You can take this <laughs> back. Um, so so I, I'm starting to do my wonder trades at midnight. So, you know, we got to be done by midnight so I can do my wonder trades. Mm. Um, really? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not kidding. I brought my gears with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what else have I been playing? Uh, I'm playing Costume Quest still, but this time, you know what I'm playing Costume Quest on is iOS, on iOS. Um, we talked about this last time. You guys teased me, said I was going to buy it on iOS. I said I wasn't. I did. Wasn't my fault. Let me explain. You are so lucky Alex Lane is not on the podcast. I know. She I was like, as Harry. <laughs> um, so I had to go out one night. Um, with some friends and P was not going and <laughs> she wanted to play costume quest. So I needed something that she could play, um, while I was gone because Lisa doesn't know how to play. Um, so I needed something she could play while I was gone. So I put it on the iPad because she really wanted to play. And I was like, okay, I already felt guilty for, you know, going out and leaving my kid at home. So I went out and left my kid at home and gave her costume quest. Um, and then, of course, I've been playing it ever since. Okay, only thing I have to say about the iOS version, if you haven't bought it, I wouldn't buy it. Because the damn thing, every time I like, I can go into one or two battles, but on the second, on the second or third battle, every single time, the fucker crashes on me. I'll have to ask Jack if his is crashing, because we bought it for him after you talked about it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really played it with him. Terry's played it with him some, but I, I haven't. I should probably uninstall it and uh, reinstall it and see if that fixes it. But it's been driving me crazy because I'll be like, I'll be like to the point that, that, you know, I was like battling like three grubbins and they almost all dead. And then all of a sudden the motherfucker will crash and I got to start all over again. And then I'm evil. Um, so I'm going to probably try to uninstall it and reinstall it because I really like Costume Quest. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, and, oh, finally, I can stop bitching and moaning now. I got into the beta of Hearthstone. Oh, yay. 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 (laughs) Um, so I've been playing a lot of these, uh, electronic version of the, of of the Blizzard-based, um, card game. And having a whole lot of fun is beautiful. Can I just say that, like, all the little animation 
and being able to pl- and being able to play with other folks. I'm really having a blast. I may lose yeah, my life to Hearthstone. I'm jealous. It looks fun. It is a lot of fun. You should be jealous. I think because they just let in a whole shit ton of people in the, in this last round of the closed beta. Um, I think open beta is coming soon, so you may be able to get in real soon. Because I've been waiting forever to get in. So, and I've been cussing, I've been cussing like every other week on the podcast about not getting in yet, especially when I hear other people got in. But, um, I did a little dance when I checked and it was like from Blizzard. I was like, what, my account got hacked again? (laughs) (laughs) But it was. What now, Blizzard? (laughs) I know, I was cussing and mad. And then I was like, oh, never mind. I love you. (laughs) You still aren't getting my credit card number, fuckers. Um,. So they better hurry up and come up with some Hearthstone prepaid cards or they're never going to get a dollar out of me. Um, I think that's actually pretty much about it in new anyway that I played. Um, I've been playing a lot of the same old stuff every now and then, but nah, that's about it. I have a terribly embarrassing story about playing games in the past week. Bring it on. I'm ashamed, you guys. You should be. I don't know who he is, but you should be. So, we played a lot of regular stuff. You know, the usual suspects, Left for Dead, Halo with the kid. Uh, I've been still playing Knock Knock. Um, but one day, for no good reason, I was flipping through Xbox Live Arcade. I was like, you know what? I never bought Peggle for the Xbox. So oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to buy a Peggle. Let me tell you, that was probably the worst decision of my life. Um, Because my husband and I sat there, and between the two of us, we drank half a bottle of whiskey, and we played Peggle for like seven hours straight while the baby slept. And just yelling and getting crazy with it. And within 24 hours, I then had Peggle on the iPad and my phone so that my husband, my son, and I could all Peggle at the same time. Yelling at each other across the house. I got a free ball. I beat this challenge. Look at me. Just it got ridiculous. And we had like four days straight. We were all like bloodshot eyes, like bent over some device, bouncing a ball off pegs. It was unbelievable. Um, the fever dream broke. We're okay again. <laughs> I don't so know what say. happened, but I mean, we're still playing a little bit, but it was just like suddenly we all got wildly obsessed. It was like somebody cast a spell on the house. It was terrible. So that's my gaming story of the past week. Oh. It was sad. I love Peggle. It's fun as hell. Uh, But we did not all need to be playing Peggle for like four or five hours (laughs) a day. No, I would agree with you on that. (laughs) We had a good time, though. Well, I have to admit that I've been playing a whole hell of a lot of pocket trains, but that's a whole other story. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm done. Gone. Sarah? (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, I have been really busy this week, so I haven't gotten a chance to do a lot of things. So I've only really been playing Pokemon X and still Animal Crossing. (laughs) Trying Trying to budget part of my Halloween time <laughs> to going out to the bars and half of it to going around and getting lollipops from all my villagers. It's important. Um, I'm not sure how well that's going to happen. You just get ideas to the bar. There you go. I'll take mine everywhere. 
You do take yours everywhere. I do. Yeah. I, I shame. I get tired of getting all the street passes, though. It gets annoying. You get tired of getting street passes? What is yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> she told me that crazy shit the other day. I didn't believe her. Yeah, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> I love meeting new people on street pass. <laughs> I've met, like, it's always the same people. I don't know. I, I, I've i met, like, some stalked? of the same people, like, five times. It's like we must always have the same path going to class and just continuously pass each other at the or right time every day. Well, now they have that new spot pass that holds people as they walk by. What it yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. You're walking, you guys are walking in the same area. Because there's a, um, there's a Nintendo hotspot right, um, right outside Heavenly Hall. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I pick it up every time I, um, every time I park out there. I think they're at McDonald's for some reason. I think I looked that up once. Well, we pick it up right outside Heavenland Hall. Hmm. I mean, like right out, like between Heavenland Hall and the Student Union. Huh. So. <laughs> Seems kind of random. We're just like, here, this is going to be a Nintendo zone. Well, you never know. We get we get all kinds of crazy shit. Like, you know, we get the, we get Sony, we get, uh, you know, whenever they, whenever they come do the college things. They Are they going to do that? Are they going to do that again? Or is that just the one year? I think Xbox is, I think Xbox um, One is coming to town. Huh. Coming to campus. But it's not until November, like late November. By then it'll be snowing. And by then I'll already have mine. So I won't need to see it. <laughs> and by then I won't care. Right. They should have brought it this month. You can yeah, get exactly. me one. If you I don't want. know. The The PlayStation 1 had awesome prizes. I was close to winning. And they're like um, PlayStation All-Stars because that was when they were pimping that out. Yeah. I was close to winning in that contest. But alas... No, I got, not meant to be. I got, like, glasses and, like, keychains and shit like that. Yeah, they gave me, like, a little skateboard keychain thing. Yep. <laughs> and I got sun, I got um, PlayStation sunglasses. Fancy. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I got nothing, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you guys, I got nothing. I okay? got nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> That's because you have no skills. No this is skills. why our podcast That's takes deep. two and a half hours every time. <laughs> What's not even there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to really contribute much to this conversation because all I've played is Pokemon Y and X. You need an intervention. Do you double, like, do you multitask on it? Or, like, you put one in for a little bit, then take it out, then put the other one in? Every other day. Oh. She has a schedule for it. (laughs) That is sad. You want to know why? And here's the thing. I was going to go get... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go get black and white version 2. Um, cause for whatever reason, I can't find my copy of it. Mm-hmm. And while I still am retaining for this month, my, um, my discounted GameStop, I wanted to go pick up as much as I could, but they didn't have any copies. So I'm like, well, what should I do? I have my mind really set on getting another Pokemon game. And I was like, you know what? I want to get both the legendary Pokemon. Let's just get, let's just get X. <laughs> you can't just trade somebody for one? This not, I mean, I could. Eventually. I'm sure one of my friends will give me. And I could trade it in for, I'll get like 30 bucks for it. And I think um, Black and White version 2 used is 29. So there you go. I mean, 
<laughs> It'll even itself out. <laughs> but for now, I'm working on two. Nicole got spreadsheets over there. She plotting out how to breed Pokemon and shit. Hey, man. Nicole, I want you to know I admire your dedication. <laughs> hey, I have spreadsheets for gaming. I get it. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? There are a it's lot okay. of out there, and there's a lot of time that I could be spending catching them. So I'm gonna. Yeah, Sarah, words. you can't talk about anybody's anything. This is true. Yeah, like, you have you no know. room. Well, and then <laughs> in in a previous summer, my fiance and I had um, a like Pokemon challenge. Like, so we played. I had yellow, and I think he picked either uh, he had red or blue. And we were um, we were training up before our visit. This was back before we were living together, and we were training up to have like competition in Pokemon Stadium for the 64 <laughs> and I seriously I clocked in like over a hundred hours just playing Pokemon like there are days it would just be like the whole day basically because I had nothing to do that summer so it was just like all Pokemon training them to like the maximum and and not using rare candies because I had heard rumors that that made them not as powerful so it was just like concentrating so I feel ya. Yeah, see, we've all done it before. I haven't. Whatever. <laughs> I know I have a jaded history with Nino Cooney. <laughs> I was just yeah. gonna bring up Nino Cooney. <laughs> Sam, you, you have did you put into that? T- total? Uh, probably 120 something. Oh my god. Shit, that ain't nothing. Whatever. Well, you know what? We're not gonna talk about your Left 4 Dead obsession. That's what I was about to bring up. I was actually going to go in and look at my account because I was really curious. I know that it's some ridiculous number at this point. It got to be like 300 hours. You're going to have to look because we want to know. All right. I'll, I'll get back to y'all. <laughs> Sam, we have to have a battle on Saturday. I'll pop in. I'm down. We'll have to battle. So you have to like train up your Pokemon. Hey, go I'm working shoot. on Saturday. I'm working on that. Oh, Sarah, are you going to be there Saturday? Uh, I'm going to drop in, yes. You have to introduce me to Pokemans. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I will. Just for that, you Yay. can't play. Just for that, you can't play. I mean, I'm familiar <laughs> with the concept of Pokemon. I just yeah. never had any interest in it. All right. Anyway. Me too, Alicia. I think maybe I'm kind of scared. Like, it would start a whole nether level of obsession that I don't need in my life at this point. So, I don't know. Or for you me, could just say, just, there's oh, something this about is the fun. art style that doesn't do anything for me. There's a lot of games that no, I kind of like. No, it's so much like, better. Eh. No, 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 no. It's so much better this time. It's, this version is so much better. It's more RPG like, and the graphics are so much better. They it really is are. not the yucky 8 and 16 bit look at the blips battling on your screen. No, it's, it's, it's totally different. It's and they have okay. cute movements and stuff and yeah. like when you train them all the way in Pokemon and me they'll like glance over their shoulder at you and look at you in battle and stuff and it's just so adorable <laughs> and it does sound pretty cool I'll and you out. can breed Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> that's what I don't need to know <laughs> yeah Nicole's like look at my spreadsheets <laughs> I spent so much time on them. <laughs> and like find find the right Pokemon with the right like um what was it? Like 
disposition and stuff. And the right little tr- secret trait. Yeah. Read them with the well, uh, I get yeah. really obsessed with stuff like that. It's it's ugly. Me too. Me too. Pokemon's perfect for you then. No. I'm worried about. <laughs> Carly, let's start a club in which we do not play Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to. Okay. <laughs> I'll contact you after. <laughs> for your club meeting. Yeah. <laughs> A secret can, club. Yes. You can be president. I'll let you have that. <laughs> All right, thanks. That means we have to have our own Pokemon club then. Like, yeah, not Scams no non-Pokemon are- players allowed. Then later we have to fight. <laughs> fight. Later we have to fight with our Pokemon. Are we supposed to be doing something, y'all? Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're not too far behind. We're okay. All right. So uh, next up, we'll we'll jump into the what you're reading. Um, part of the podcast um and you can tell us all about what you're reading that's games related even tangentially just covers just lots and lots and lots and lots of covers i'm quote unquote reading every cover i can get my hands on that's it onward (laughs) and go and go you know what actually um this is sam of course and uh i um picked up or downloaded a uh, a book. I wish I uh, my iPad is in the other room, so I can't remember the title of it, but it's a pretty interesting one. I'll, maybe I'll post it in the show notes. Um, it's written by a surgeon um, that is talking about like neurology, cognition, and, and video games and playing video games oh, and cool. about why we should allow our kids to play video games and, and what it does and how it helps our children kind of cognitively and neurologically. Um, so it was. I have so many piles of anecdotal evidence in support of that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yes. Well, <laughs> don't we all? Anybody with <laughs> yeah. kids does. Agreed. Um, but so, and I'm always interested to see that kind of stuff, especially because you know, games and learning, games and cognition is my kind of thing. Um, in addition to a lot of in addition to a lot of other things when it comes to games, but um, what I'm is you know what I'm writing about now. But we'll talk about that more when we get to the research section. That'll be fun. Um. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been reading this week. Like I said, I've been I've had a lot of shit going on this week. Um, oh no, and I was reading Miguel Sickard's new book, or was I wasn't reading that last time we talked, was I? No. Nope. Um, the his new book on ethics and gameplay. Um, oh yeah, I want to read that one. The new one is really good. Like the first one was really kind of theory heavy. This one is kind of really user friendly, more anecdotal. He gives lots of examples. Um, he gives lots of examples and, and kind of um, in-depth examples from games. Um, so it's a, it's a whole lot easier for um, folks who are not heavy into game studies already. It's a lot easier for them to understand. I might actually use it in my grad course next semester. Um, I'm really enjoying that one. So, yeah, I'm reading two different things this week. So Yay. Nan. Yay. Well, you want me to go? Yes, please. You were supposed yeah. to go first, okay. but Alicia's rude ass jumped in first. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> no problem. My stuff. Did I mention claws? This will probably come up several different times throughout this. But um, I am reading or rereading several different books. Fifteen so far this week. Holy cow! Yeah. So, yeah. Um, some of my favorites, though, that I've just really enjoyed even more so, probably the second time around, was um, Taylor's Play Between Worlds. Have y'all read that? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a few years old. Um, 
Nardi's of my life as a night elf priest. I'm just yep. looking at some of the ones on my shelf right now. Um, You're reading all the fun stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff with video games and learning, too. So, like, Kurt Squire um, teaching a participatory culture in yep. gaming. Um, let's see, what else do I have in here? McAllister, game work. Mm-hmm. A lot of, oh, um, Exodus to the Virtual World by Castronova. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, all of those things. And then I have a stack of stuff yet to go through as well this week. But it's been really fun to delve into it again and just... You know, games plus learning plus, you know, all this stuff. And they're basically preaching to a choir when I read anything like that. I get all excited and and stuff. So, yeah, it's been kind of a fun week. Yeah, you're reading all the, you are, you're reading all the fun stuff, all the ethnographic stuff and the games and learning stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. But, um, you know, I also have a whole sack of stuff that's maybe not so fun to get through, <laughs> too. So. Well, that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? No. Uh, I am. Um, <laughs> I really wish I was, but I I haven't touched a book in like. Okay, I've I've read I've read books on my iPad or my phone or whatever, but like a physical book I haven't touched in a while, which includes oh my comics, and that's really sad because. Oh my god. I decided to get the the like regular. Um, magazine version of Game Informer because my my uh, GameStop power up expired recently, and I was like, oh, uh, I you know the it's nice when you have the internet one because then you can watch like videos and stuff. But I was like, but I miss kind of just like having the magazine. Mm. So like I got I got that recently, but it's not really academic. <laughs> but it is game. I have a um, you know a power up rewards subscription which gets you the game informer by default but um the uh i i can't bring myself to read it because they only have one female on their staff Mm -hmm. and she doesn't write anything for them in the magazine she barely even Mm -hmm. does features on the website really yeah and it just kills me because i know at least six six other women that applied for the job opening that they had, and they filled it with two guys, and then as an afterthought, added this woman, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sounds like video games journalism. Doesn't that suck? I mean, because they dropped two really awesome women. I mean, Megan Marine took a better job, but when she did stuff there, she was featured in the magazine all the time. And you never see this girl write for them. Maybe it's just because she's new or whatever, but. That's just crazy, Megan. It's disappointing. I'll let you know if I ever see her articles then. Yeah, because I, I, I get them in the mail and I throw them away. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like, ha fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except they've already got, except they've already got you because, you know, right. still paying for it technically. Oh, well, if you work at GameStop, you get the subscription for free. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Fancy. No. But it, that stops now. Yeah, once my year subscription comes up, I have to pay for it again. We'll oh. see. We'll see, GameStop. We'll see. <laughs> it's like, get your shit together. <laughs> hire women. And we'll talk. They can hire me. They can hire- It'd be perfect. There you go. Here we go. You don't want to work for them. 
Nah. Oh, Here's the fun part. What you Yay! drinking? Oh man, I was hoping to have a really fun answer for this one. But I started off with um, Diet Coke, and then I cut it with Diet Dr. Pepper, which I then cut with Coke Zero, which I was then going to cut with a whole bunch of vodka, and then didn't get that far. So I am now drinking a mixture of sodas. Gross. This is Harley, by the way. Gross. I know. Gross. <laughs> I know. It better than a water answer, though, right? I mean. <laughs> yes, it's better than water. Yes. This is true. <laughs> I made my own pop concoction. <laughs> it's the Carly special. Yeah, it's just pop. I haven't heard pop since Oregon. I'm originally from Oregon. I haven't heard people say pop since then. Oh, Moving wow. to South Carolina and then Texas, everybody's like soda or Coke. Coke kills oh, me. That's not acceptable. Is, yeah. I know, like in South Carolina, you go out everywhere and it's like, well, I'd like a Coke. Well, what kind? What flavor? <laughs> <laughs> like both <Yeah>. flavor, <laughs> just both flavor, yeah. Both yeah. flavor. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I guess it's my turn, and yes, I, I just jump in like a rude ass. Thank you. I am drinking the um, official uh, cocktail of the Not Your Mom's Gamer podcast, the S two. That would be, or the S squared would be wah, the wah, wah. Wah, wah. S squared. The S squared okay. would be the sneaky sneaky. And yeah. Carly, if you ask what a sneaky sneaky is, we're gonna hang up on you. <laughs> oh no, Just I've so been you... caught up. I've been caught up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been caught up. I've been informed. <laughs> I got the memo. Yeah, it's like a, um, before you can join the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, you have to know what a sneaky sneaky is. We had some we had a guest on was to ask what a sneaky sneaky was, and I was like, wait a minute. Apparently you don't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to this podcast? You may have just revealed something about you here. <laughs> oh. All right, what um, else y'all drinking? I have a bottle of Riesling. <laughs> we are wine sisters right now. All right. Riesling it is. The Riesling sisters. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's creepy sounding. We have, we have like, nice, smooth palates. We do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're sophisticated. Refined German taste buds. Oh, that shit don't right. count if it come out of a box. That <laughs> <laughs> shit in a bottle. It's in a bottle. I don't know yeah, what again, Nicole's doing out there. Clean, it's not here. <laughs> <laughs> her and her boxed wine. Cabernet. Her Cabernet. 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 <laughs> the Cabernet Savignon. Hard because it's not fancy enough. Oh man. Cabernet Savignon in the box. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Sarah. Um. Okay. So I recently oh, had God. this idea <laughs> to take <laughs> to take like um. It's basically like orange cream vodka, but so it's kind of like dreamsicle, creamsicle, I'm not sure. I've never been completely sure what they call that, but it's basically that. And then I put it in like um, orange Fanta and Uh it's quite good. Okay. So it's kind of like when you use the uh, whipped cream flavor of vodka and pour it into orange soda. Yeah, kind of. Which I heard was so good. And it's the taste, the flavor isn't bad. 
but I bought I have bought now two different whipped cream flavored vodkas, um, and neither of which was necessarily cheap. But the one that tasted the best gives me like an instant fucking headache. Oh, I'm like I cannot drink this shit. I guess they just put all the you know since they're like oh it's kitty flavor let's put it in the cheap vodka. Yeah, that shit gives me a headache. I have bad news, ladies. Mm. Uh, the Xbox Live Rewards, since they changed it, apparently no longer has the hours you put into particular games. So, oh, see, that's why you need to be on Raptor. I don't know. Um, I don't think well, that's Raptor not gonna track how much she's played something. <laughs> how how do I see how many hours I've played in Animal Crossing? I want to know this. I want to know. You probably this. don't. I remember at some point when I was playing Final Fantasy XI, I checked how long I'd been playing, and I had I did not want to know. <laughs> I will tell you that. Well, see, Pokemon tells you as soon as you as soon as you save. Yeah. Oh, then I'm not playing that game ever because it will be like a constant guilt trip. Oh, you've put four days of your life into this game, and you should have been taking care of your children. No. <laughs> Pass. Yeah. How about World of Warcraft with the you know you've spent thirty seven days and fourteen hours. In this <laughs> right. Like oh yeah. my god. Oh yeah. Which time I quit Final Fantasy eleven. It was something like uh, I don't even want to say. Never mind. Mm. <laughs> but it does yeah, tell I you look a lot. Yeah, how, long you. Is, how long has Alex Lane played? Wow. Yeah. Oh, she probably will never tell you that. Because <laughs> she had a she had a little problem once upon a time. Yeah, she. I'm a serious. Once upon. No, no, no. You think you think no? She had a little problem once upon a time, so she'll probably never tell you that. I mean, and, and we <laughs> want to know so bad now. And we we laugh and joke about her like two or three hundred hours in Civ. Yeah, World of Warcraft, I bet you dollars to donuts. She will never tell you how many hours she's put in that. I'm I'm probably going to do nothing but play Civ on Saturday. FYI. I'm going to sit somewhere in that room and play Civ for 25 hours. Well, I did that That's with Dishonored not a bad game last year. How did you put 25 hours into Dishonored? Did you, like, just walk around real slow? No. Well, I played the main quest and all the little <laughs> side quests. Oh, okay. Did you walk around all slow, like? <laughs> no, it did just, not take me just 25 because, hours to get through that just game. Just because you like to just power through and do and just. No, like, I'm a completionist, but that game is is not that heavy. Oh with my content. gosh! <laughs> well, if you do all the side quests and you have DLC, you can put 25. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I never did any of the DLCs. I was thinking about getting them for this weekend because I love Dishonored a lot. Yeah, you can you can you can put that kind of time in. Plus. It's, it's, about you know four or five o'clock in the morning you start like you start like having to go back and talk to people six or seven times because oh, you don't true. remember what the fuck they said <laughs> what did he say what am I doing I was asking that's how you got the that's how you did 25 hours you kept getting what was going on it's like I know I've already asked you this 18 times but where am I supposed to go <laughs> my animal crossing playtime for those who are wondering is 314 hours oh, oh my <laughs> Wow! Yay! <laughs> Let's do the math Doesn't on that. make me feel That's... quite as bad about my thirty-seven days. Twelve and a half days. It I'm... says it says my average playtime is six hours seventeen minutes. Oh okay, so here's a question: Where'd you find it? Because I almost want to know now. There's there's a little app apparently on your DS that is called Activity Log. Oh, you're right. There and you is. go into that, and it's got that. 
Okay, at some point in the next few minutes, I'm going to disappear. And uh, I'm going to get my DS. <laughs> 30, 39 hours on Pokemon X so far. So you got me beat. So now. <laughs> I only have 22 hours in Pokemon. X or Y. Yeah. Really. Oh, why? Yeah, why is closing right now? Okay, good call. <laughs> Thank you. Don't try to pretend. Don't try to perp like you're not crazy too. All right. <laughs> oh. All right. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and power through this uh, last thing and get ready to talk to Carly because she's probably like, "Oh my God, what have I gotten myself into?" Like, why am I here? What are you talking about? No, I listened to your podcast. I know what I was in for. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I brought drinks. And... She brought many I'm like telling the husband, I don't know how many hours I'm going to be in here. So I hope you and the baby have fun for a while. <laughs> I may be gone for five hours. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Come out just to get vodka or wine. I like how Alicia said goblet of wine earlier. I might need to do one of those. I, I only believe in goblets. I believe in goblets. See, and, and I, I record upstairs in my office, but I have a fridge in my game room right outside my office. So I'm good. I never even have to go downstairs. <clears throat> I can re- I can refill my drink in two minutes or less. All right. And it stays cold. Whatever. <laughs> Those of us who aren't professors don't really have two floors of home. Yeah. Or a game room. Yeah, <laughs> or, like... or a home period. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys. Quick, I you guys. Everybody shit on Sam. Right now. <laughs> I know. Why are you fucking with me? <laughs> you need to pay us. Shit, you need to pay. How about this? I pay you, you pay my student loans. No. <laughs> I need to pay my student loans. Let's okay. talk about some news. <laughs> All right. All right. How about some news? How about some news? <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> I didn't even add anything because I knew we were going to discuss this. So go ahead, Alicia. <laughs> really? Can I? Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, it was confirmed this week that Clementine is going to be the focus of The Walking Dead Season 2, though, I will say, I suspect probably not of all episodes. I think we'll see some other people, but... I hope not, because I hated 400 days or whatever the fuck it was. I didn't hate it. I didn't I think did. Up to snuff. By the way, ladies, Telltale is hiring writers right now, and if I had a screenplay sample... My application be in and I'd be peacing out. Uh, Peace. Think about I that. I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like later. Uh, leave Terry here. Be like, finish your degree. I'm I'm out. Um. Anyway, uh, Clementine, a little bit older, a little wiser, sitting over a campfire, looking at sad photos. Clementine, still with her hair short, looking like a total badass, wondering how it's gonna affect gameplay. I'm excited. I'm really am excited. Super pumped, yeah. I'm super pumped, yeah. They need it t-shirts awesome. and posters and all kinds of shit that just says, I am Clementine, because I'd be all over that shit. <laughs> I was thinking that, you remember in 400 Days, that thing where uh, the one girl, I think, what was her name? Was her name Bonnie? Where she had to roll between the rows of corn? Mm-hmm. People. I'm thinking that that was really set up for 
getting us used to playing a character who's not going to be quite as action oriented. I mean, cause Clementine is smaller. She will shoot when she needs to, she will fight when she needs to, I'm sure, but she's probably mostly going to be avoiding and hiding. Oh, I hope not. I, I'm, I'm just guessing. Oh, I kind of hope not too. I want, oh, I want badass Clementine. I do too. I do too. But we have to, we have to talk about the reality that she is physically smaller than a lot of the undead. Okay, so she can't just go in and, like, take down ten dudes with a hammer. Let me just say one thing. Fucking double tap. That's what you get when you're smaller than the undead. That's true. That's true. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I hope that we do see some fighting and some physicality, but I think we're also going to see some avoidance. Do you, um, I was, I was wondering, I was waiting to wonder this, um, you're waiting to wonder. Yeah. Waiting to wonder this out loud for the podcast. Um, how much time do you think has passed? Like, what is your impression of that? Well, she definitely looked older in the screenshot, um, but not too much older. I think part of that is a combination of actual time passed and simply that being alone is going to age you a little bit, I think. She's probably well, not eating that well, you know. Right. Well, because I was thinking, depending on how much time has passed, because kind of a consistent theme with the show and the comics is that as time goes on, um, well, one, there are more dead, but that they do have, like, a decomposition rate to them. You know what I mean? So her size may not be as much of a factor well, they, they, zombies. they haven't focused on that as much as something like, you know, say 28 Days Later, where that was a real plot point. Yeah. Um, there's some of it, but I mean, they're still they're still kicking pretty hard in the comic. And it's it's been a considerable amount of time. And, you yeah, know, the comic has been a lot longer than the show. And, and those zombies will still they will fuck you up. So. Um, I think it, it might be a factor, but uh, I mean, at most, at most, we're going to pick up at the 400 days and I don't think it's going to be that far in. I think we're going to pick up earlier than that with her is my guess. Well, she's got to be more than 400 days older. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I, Why think, do you she's, say that? I think she's at least, well, just in terms of like the image that they show in that, in that one trailer where they show her and then they show her like time-lapse image. She's in my mind, at least two or three years older. You really think they're going to jump that far ahead? Yeah. I mean, the, how far ahead is the comic? How far much time is passed in the comic? What? Like three years maximum, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to go ahead of that. Like I said, I think it's at least two or three years. I might be wrong. We're gonna have to wait and see. We'll have to bet a drink on that. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go low. I'm gonna guess that they're that. For one thing, I don't think that those images that they're showing us are necessarily gonna be from the beginning either. Well, that's true. Yeah, because how much time is gonna pass through each episode of the season? Yeah, well, not that much time passed last time. And at what have. point? No, but this is a different story. Mm. So. Last time, I think it had to be pretty well continuous uh, because we were involved in protecting, raising, nurturing Clementine. This time, we might benefit from some time skips between episodes, some real considerable ones. There was really only one considerable time skip between episodes in season one, wasn't there? When they got all set up at the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to do that. 
I don't think they're gonna fuck with what worked the first time. Well, they we already are. We if she's alone, at least in the in the screens that we've seen. Yeah, but I mean, it, it can still be her narrative. Yeah. I'm just excited. I am. T- I'm so excited. And I love the implications of playing as a young girl in a game who is alone, who has to survive, is going to have to do some badass shit at some point. Well, that's what I wanted with the fucking Last of Us, dirty bastards. Yeah, well, let's not even talk (laughs) about that, because y'all, I will talk about that shit all night. People are now talking about games, Game, what's your game of the year? And everybody's like, oh, The Last of Us. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Why is your bar set so low? (laughs) 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 Oh, no. No, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard Assassin's Creed from a lot of people, so. I think Speaking game of, of low year bar, bar is way low. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, what, three? No, four. Oh. <laughs> four just came out. And oh Battlefield 4 looks pretty good, out. too. A little fanboys, they get the dick hard, and they're like, oh, it's a new game, I love it. <laughs> and three months later, they're like, that one was kind of shitty. <laughs> That's true. That is, oh my god, Assassin's Creed fans are notorious for that. I, I think you can probably just say gamers. Well, this is true. Except for me, I'm not like that. Me either. You're special. <laughs> <laughs> Will you pat my head when you say that too? You're so special. <laughs> Stroke her hair. Make her yeah. So I'm I'm really excited about that. To me, that's like the biggest news item. Of... No, 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 no. Okay, this is the, this is just me, and this is not being the Xbox fan girl. But I think uh-huh. what's really funny is after all the shit that people that, you know, PS4 fans have been talking like now in the last couple of days, all the shit that's coming out. It's like, well, PS4 is not going to, you know, stream music or MP3s or play CDs. PS4 is not going to have YouTube at launch. PS4 is not going to have. It's like they're just coming out with this litany of shit that PS4 is not going to have. Not going to do. Like two right weeks before, before the damn comes thing out. comes out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You've and already like, committed yourself to buying it. I'm like, you've been hosed. <laughs> I haven't I actually. I believe that. I haven't yeah. actually pre-ordered either. I don't know. Well, I feel can't. like I'm going to wait. Like, <laughs> Well, I know now it's too late. But but I don't know. I, I'm always just hesitant to get it right at the start. Me too. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't pre-order either of them either. Um, I don't want some buggy ass launch system. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think exactly. launch yeah. is. Shut up, you hater. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Professor salary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that launch is one of those tenuous areas where it's like either you're going to be a fan boy or girl and you're just going to go for the one or you're going to wait and play it out a little bit and see because neither of the la- at launch games were anything to make me go oh my god I have to have it day one Right. Uh, the, I had one yes exactly which one Rich. watch games. dogs oh well, yeah, well, oh, yeah. Away from you <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm interested in the new Infamous, but I'm not even sure when that's coming out. So I don't think it's. It's my launch. I think title. that one's. That's a launch title, but I think that one's early next year. Was, it's a launch window title, not a launch. Yeah, title. not launch, but launch window, which is four months for both of them. So uh, I bet everybody can guess what new upcoming game I'm interested in. Dead Rising. 
How did you know? Oh my god! Because it has zombies. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I was real. I was real sour on two. So I'm gonna wait and see what happens. Because I think you might like zombies a little bit. <laughs> also, by the way, by the way, they released a patch for Pokemon X and Y. Yes, they um, did. It's like 1.1, and it's available on the eShop, and it fixes the bug. So. You can oh, save, save in Lumio City. Yes. yes, you can save in oh. Lumio City with the patch. So make sure you get the patch. I'm not gonna lie. After I, um, you know, fixed the power in Lumios, I went in there and I saved a crap ton. And I, after I did it, I mean, after I left the city, I was like, wasn't that the place I wasn't supposed to save in? So. I don't think it happens to everybody, but... Wake you up on the news, Nicole. (laughs) Is the news your purview? Like, that's your area? Yeah. (laughs) Can you see Sarah with her 400-hour playing ass in there? (laughs) Kidding. It's outside here. It's because it's so beautiful out. That's news. There you go. Look at me. I got news for you right now. It's raining in my house. It's raining here, too. That's okay. Just started. Okay. All right. Ladies, let's go into our issue of the week, which is not an issue. Yay! Not an issue, but a person. Carly. No pressure. No pressure. It's just, Carly is our issue. So, (laughs) we actually... That was flattering. I might uh, have issues, but I don't know. Well, we all do. That's okay. Asked, um... Carly to come on and chat with us about her research Um, because we've been talking at least I have anyway (laughs) on the blog a lot about research lately why because that's all I've been doing Um, and I guess that's my way of venting Um, (laughs) and and see it's not just me Alicia's been talking about her research project too so I don't feel so bad Um, but to, to bring someone else on to show that we're not insane they're uh, looking for company, basically. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, um, we thought we'd have Carly come on and tell us about what she's working on, what she's doing, um, and start with some fun stuff because we've all kind of shared, you know, before how we got into this madness that we call games research. Um, so we thought we'd start by um, just kind of asking you to chat with us one about the work that you're doing. Um, two, tell us how you got into games research and kind of give us a little bit of insight into um, who Carly Finseth as a game-playing, and I won't say gamer, game-playing individual is. Okay, so to start off, maybe just tell you guys about how I got into gaming. Like, you want, like, the early stories? Yeah, give us early about? stories. <laughs> everybody has funny stories. Yeah, this is, mm-hmm. is going to date me, y'all, like, really bad. I was thinking about this, though, because I, I thought it was kind of interesting that doing games research, I'd never really thought personally like how did I even get into this because games have always just been a part of my life I've always grew up playing games board games card games all of that but I started thinking about video games and electronic games and I don't know if any of y'all are old enough to remember Merlin me okay so you remember Merlin (laughs) I was thinking that was like one of my first quote-unquote video games right like before all the console stuff came out I would carry my Merlin with me everywhere and I had games like I'm sorry I got you beat my Merlin is sitting out in my game room. No way. I was just thinking, I have to dig through my stuff and see if I can find mine. Oh, that's awesome. Does it still I'm work? sorry. Go ahead. Does it still work? Yeah. Oh, that's great. 
See, just the early games like that. Okay, so Merlin, Simon. um, And I was even thinking when I was really little, I used to carry a speak and spell with me everywhere. (laughs) Oh, my God, Um, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so I realized, see, I'm an only child. So I realized that a lot of my playtime, you know, was very imaginative. And I had to kind of entertain myself. And there was this moment that occurred that I realized when computers could interact with me that was like a, a playmate when, you know, my parents were busy and I couldn't have friends over or whatever. So I realized that really early I got into gaming that way. Um, and then, of course, once the um, Atari system came out, my stepdad was into games, too. So we got that and we had Pong and then the original NES. Um, yep. So then, of course, I got addicted to Super Mario Brothers, which was just like insane, of course. Mm-hmm. And um any kid who grew up in the 80s, of course, had an obsession with Oregon Trail. I'm sure that's just a given. I remember having to, like, sign up for extra credit to get more library hours to go play on the computers and um, play Oregon Trail. And so it was always that that's kind of why I'm interested in games and learning now, too, because I realized looking back to that so much of my life and learning processes had to do with games, too, and games have taught me different things. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when I was in the sixth grade, I actually took a special um, class that was separate from the rest of the school where we actually gamed through everything. So like we do logic puzzles and games and all this stuff. So it's always been, been a part of my young years. But um, anyway, moving on from that, um, probably eighties and nineties, I mostly stuck with Nintendo stuff. So DK 64, I know a lot of people hated that game, but I still have (laughs) nostalgic attachment to it. And let's see what else. Um, yeah, the Mario stuff. Oh, and then once the PS2 came out, I kind of ditched the N64, mostly because of graphics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but really started getting into, I love like kid games, exploratory games. My husband teased me about this, but like Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, yep. Sly, Sly Cooper, all of those. I still love those. I'll still play them. I got the my husband remastered ones. here playing some fucking Ratchet and Clank. I swear. Oh, I know. And they don't make them as good as they used to in terms of the exploratory part, which is the part yep. I just love. But um, still, those um, Bust and Move would play that a lot, like arcade style um, and SSX, like racing stuff. Um, but anyway, and then we've gone to the PS3 with stuff. And that's why now I'm kind of on the fence about the whole PS4, Xbox One thing, because as y'all said before, PS4 is like... Well, it looks to be pretty shitty, actually. <laughs> they're making you they making you start over anyway. I mean, if it's not backwards compatible and I have to start over with a new console anyway for something, why not try something new? So I think, in my opinion, Sony's really fucking up there because they're going to lose a lot of people who've been loyal up to that point. So anyway, I may be bailing to Xbox One when it comes out, but you never know. Um, but anyway, that was a long roundabout way of saying how I got into games up till that point. And so I've always just had it there and then I went and got my master's degree at Clemson University totally surrounded by gamers there and Cynthia Haynes do y'all know her yep it, okay um she and her husband Jan Holmovic got me into games Cynthia was my mentor she is a dear friend I love her so much um but they had a serious games colloquium there and we're also running a wow guild and so <laughs> They got me into WoW. And I still remember Cynthia spending some office hours with me, teaching me WoW. And she was just giggling. This is the best office hours I've ever had because she's sitting there watching me. 
I mean, I had experience with console games and PC games and stuff, but MMOs were entirely new to me. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I feel and, like somebody uh, who gets somebody else into WoW, like, that should be a criminal offense. I <laughs> well, I've, I've done it. I, I was just sitting here gigg- giggling because I've actually had office hours where I taught people how to play WoW. And <laughs> <laughs> you have created monsters. Seriously. Yeah. No, I love her for it. It was, it's been wonderful. So that's been about, so that was about four years ago. I started playing um, MMOs and um, mostly WoW. But then a few years ago, I thought, well, let's try to find an alternative. And I feel like I can confess this to y'all, but probably not many other people. That I spent a week playing 50 different MMOs, as many Ooh. as I could get my hands on, to try to find something else to play. That's awesome. <laughs> Most I'm of them impressed. Most of them suck. You know, we were teasing Nicole about the whole spreadsheet thing earlier. I have a spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, rating each one, and really, in the end, there were maybe, like, three that were worth playing. Um, But I still do every so often, like, Rift, I mentioned, I've been playing again recently, which I'm not sure I'm happy with some of the stuff they've done since they've switched to -to free-to-play, but I don't know. Does anybody else play that? Any of y'all played it? I I have played it. I don't play it now. Yeah, it's. I really try to stay away from MMOs of any stripe. Yeah, I had a I, I had a little problem with um with with WoW, and I had stopped playing mm-hmm. for a while. But I I will still go back and play for a month, like every time an expansion comes out. Yeah, yeah, I can do that too. I started getting frustrated because if you have any gap in time at all, you go back to it, and then it's like starting all over again, and it. It just gets exhausting. <laughs> you know, they've changed this and they've changed that. And it's like, wait, I put all these hours into figuring out this character and now you've changed everything or nerfed this or fucked mm-hmm. up that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm an alcoholic, so I always have like <laughs> 20 different tunes going at once. And then they majorly switch the mechanics of like the hunter. And I'm like, I've been playing the pally the last couple months. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then I get frustrated and start all over again. So I recently had that similar learning curve with Rift, but. Actually, the bigger problem going to free-to-play was um, it's like it opened up all the doors to all the assholes. Like, Rift used to be my little haven away from WoW and all this sh- the shitty chat and I don't know how else to put it. Like the 12-year-olds. Right. Oh, no, <laughs> I know. You know this, the, there were parts of it that would get on my nerves that way. So I'd go over to Rift and there was like nobody playing and I could just kind of be my own. Like, how ironic is that? I go to MMOs to get away from people, but... Um, anyway, I like to just explore and stuff by myself normally, but anyway, I went to free to play and now it's like, there's people everywhere and they're all, you know, with Assholes. names, you know, like, <laughs> you know, dirty toaster, your mama or whatever, like who, you know, I don't know, go away. But anyway, I just completely digressed, but that's kind of how I got into it. Games have always been a part of my life. And then when I, um, started my master's program in professional communication at Clemson, I just kind of realized that, wow, people actually study games (laughs) and that, you know, sure, there's still, and I know, Sam, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's still a lot of argument you have to have with people and Mm -hmm. yes, it is a valid area and all of that, but um, there are some trailblazers, you included, um, as well as Cynthia and Jan and some others who are starting to say, hey, wait a minute, we can actually have play-based research and look at what what games can do for people and learning and 
play and, you know, especially in writing and technical communication. I mean, it's got all sorts of applications we can use. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's how I got into it. Does that answer your question? It does. <laughs> you wanted to know? No, it does. It, it's funny because, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how people's stories overlap. And one of the things I think that overlaps for, for almost all of us is that, and then I figured out that I could actually do this thing as research. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you know, I just there's so much to look at. Yeah, I didn't even know when I went to graduate school because I'd been out of school for a long time. I just thought I wanted to get back into editing, publishing, and just really, you know, like have a degree to back up my ethos, a master's degree with that. And then got there and realized, wow, I kind of like this academia thing, and I love teaching. Fell in love with that aspect of it, and realized, wow, so I can actually, you know, when I had a moment when someone said, well, what do you want to study? And I'm like, games. <laughs> okay. I was like, wow, they're, they're on board with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like you find your bliss, you know, it's like someone lets you do it. And I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do it, especially as a graduate student. I don't have the power as, say, a tenured professor <laughs> to be able to study games necessarily wherever I go. But um, well, you know, that's, the, that's the great thing about it, though, Carly, is that there are so many folks now who have been doing it for a while, right, that as a graduate student going on the market or even starting as a junior faculty member, you can say games is my area of research, you know, and yeah. I mean, other people are like, well, you know, I need eye tracking software and I need this and I need that as a startup package. No, you go in and you say, okay, I need an Xbox One, I need a PlayStation Four, I need, a, <laughs> I need. <laughs> these are the things that I need because this is my research, right? And the greatest thing is, is that you get to write all that shit off on your taxes. And uh, <laughs> oh, I miss that outfit. <laughs> sounds like that tax. Was, yeah, I was like in my bliss the other day. I'm in my chair's office. I'm talking about my research. I'm like, okay, let's brainstorm some grant funding. I'm trying to figure out how to do the logistics of my study. And he's like, well, what do you need? Like, well, I'm thinking I need, you know, I need a PlayStation setup. It'd be ideal if I could get a new PC with all these, you know, I'm giving him all these specs and everything. And he's like, we can get you that. I was like, what? Are what? you kidding? <laughs> so, you know, my committee is hooking me up with a lab with like gaming equipment and stuff yep. to do my dissertation research. And it was like, wow, this is so cool. You know, the fact so, that people uh... are doing this is part of research. It's <laughs> amazing. I'm, I might just go ahead and apply to Texas Tech. <laughs> we have all that stuff, Missy girl. <laughs> Are you going to give it to me? Well, she said they're hooking me up with a lab. We have a lab. Take your ass down there. You have access to it 24 hours a day. Oh God, yes, ma'am. Well, in Sydney, yes. it's, it's going to go into the usability lab probably. But Anyway, just the fact just that you have the support from people. When not everybody is supportive, I have run into a lot of people too that are like, you know, look at you like you're insane. Like, really? Are you, are you sure you want to hang your career on that? You know, how are you going to get a job? What's it going to be like in the job market? You know, that sort of thing. So. You're like, look, look at these crazy ass people around here that are asking for somebody who does games in this job ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Heard you. Hello. <laughs> Like, apparently it works. <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately, there aren't more jobs like that. There should be more. There will be more, I'm hoping. There are, you know, there are there are lots of jobs. Because um, I know you're not actively on the market this year, are you? 
No, I'm in this weird transition phase where I'm looking to potentially graduate in August. So I'm like not really on the season, but I am in the season and I'm, yeah. I yeah, don't know. There've been, there been a lot of calls for, off season. <laughs> for, for folks doing game stuff. Um, and, but it's been coming across in weird ways um, that, you know, like on the games learning and society listserv, I've seen, I've seen a good, probably five, 10 jobs just in the last couple of weeks that are specifically looking for folks that do game study stuff, but they never, they didn't come, they don't pop up under rec comp in the, um, in the job information list. So you have to kind of be subscribed to all the different lists where people do game study stuff to see it get posted, which is, uh, which is interesting in and of itself. And actually that's good news too, because that means not many of them are on the MLA traditional schedule. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I'm not ready to interview in January necessarily. I really have to get my shit together by then, but you know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's on a traditional schedule, but I'm digressing again. But anyway, it's, we we do that. That's okay. It happens. (laughs) Yeah. So Carly, this uh, research that you're doing, tell us about it. What are you doing? This is going to be good practice for me to say this at this point. You know, it's like I'm trying give me, to give me your elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. <laughs> okay, so we know from all sorts of research, James Paul Gee and all the people that followed him, that games teach us things. We just don't know necessarily how they do it, or at least I'm not finding a lot that says how. Mm-hmm. So we know um, that we can learn things like problem solving and critical thinking and collaboration and teamwork and all those things. Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of talks about it on an abstract level, but what I'm trying to do is actually study games and specifically RPGs to figure out how games do it and hopefully come up with some sort of working heuristic that we can use to translate into like gamifying classrooms um, specifically writing in TechCom and how we can look at games themselves, not just the game documentation, as like instructional design artifacts. So they're teaching us something, but how are they doing it? Mm-hmm. That makes sense? It does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Funny part is it sounds like we're doing some similar work. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like what Sam's doing. That's why we're talking. This is good. This is good. See, the more people that are doing it, the more ethos it gives my stuff to of like, hey, have you in fact one of my committee members when I first was like pitching my idea, you know, she's her, she sits there for a long time all quiet and I'm like, uh oh, is she gonna like bomb this idea or what? And she's you know, do you know Samantha Blackman over at Purdue? She's doing stuff like this and I'm like, I really need to thank her later, so thank you. Because you're you're helping legitimize it for those of us who are trying to study it, you know? They're like Someone mm-hmm. at who's doing it, so it must mean that it's important work. So I want to hear about your stuff too. Either that or there's just multiple crazy folks out there. <laughs> That's okay. We gotta stick together. <laughs> it's just the two of you. <laughs> I doubt that. It's good mm-hmm. crazy too. Okay, I'm sorry. I've been asking lots of questions. Other people I know had questions. Um Or did I ask all the questions? You didn't ask all of them. I guess mine's more so, hmm, like a discussion than anything else. Because I didn't know much about you prior to going into this. So I found your personal site and kind of just tried to learn what you've done in the past. And um, so I noticed that you have on there that as you're 
uh, part of your senior project, you did the Empowerment for Women project. Um, and I wondered if you run into, like, while you're doing your games research moments when you're kind of sitting back and going, like, oh, my God, I could be writing articles about how women are treated in these aspects. Oh, yes. <laughs> All the like time. Like, intersection of the two coming together. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I think... I think once you've had any sort of feminist theory and you open that up, it's like glass shatters and you see it everywhere. So you like can't turn that off when you're gaming, especially in, you know, all this focus on male gamers, male gamers, male gamers. There's all of this um, feminist stuff that comes into play, especially with stuff like identity and performance and avatar creation and mm -hmm. all of these things that I just find fascinating. And this was actually one of the biggest struggles when I started my doctoral research was I have so many interests, like trying to focus on just one was pretty difficult for me because I could I definitely see, yeah. see that, especially, you know, in the future being at least a, a branch, if not a large part of my research is the feminist angle of stuff. Cause I just find it fascinating and relevant and important for people to know. And, um, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. Y'all talk about this all the time in your podcast. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's, as you know, out of control. And I love RPGs. And I, in fact, any game, but I'm specifically trying to focus on RPGs because I have the ultimate goal of creating a tech comm course as a game. So RPGs are closest to that in terms of learning. So, of, so where students create their identities and all of that with the avatars and so on. And so that has a huge link to feminism. I mean, I, I'm sure most of us hate running around, you know, in little skimpy bikinis while we're trying oh to kill God. things. But, you know, you know if we want to kill things. <laughs> no, I love that. You know? <laughs> no, this is funny because I am actually, my avatar in Pokemon um, is male just for that reason. Because. Really? But you can fully clothe her. Excuse me. You start out with a, with a skirt so short your ass is showing. Yeah, but you can buy clothes and you can fully clothe her. Yeah, but you but have no, to get have, to that point. You have it also gives you a pants default option to be fair. You yeah, and when you go to pokey centers, you can change your clothes. But you have go. to get to that part. You don't you the get, pokey center? Yeah, well, you know, when you first it's down the street. Your first <laughs> pokey center doesn't give you that option. You can change some of your clothes, but you can't change all of you. You 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 um unlock more clothing options as the game goes on well you gotta buy them yeah right and i just i was like i i can't start like this right and i yeah. was like and i did and the the defaults were not such in terms of not only in terms of skimpy clothingness <laughs> but gender identification um, is another issue when you get into that. And I'm like, no, this just yes. doesn't make me comfortable. This is not who I am. Because we, we've talked about this before. Is I'm a yeah. gamer who plays myself. Right? And I'm going to play the way that I play. Which, yes, and Alex Lane's not here to talk about me, is why I shot my <laughs> girlfriend in Mass Effect 3. <laughs> oh, man. I don't play me, but I still have certain... I agree with you on a lot of ways that there are a lot of things about avatar creation and the ability to build a character, but only this kind of character that really bother me. I especially hate it when you can change your body type, but your breasts just only get bigger. 
they right. don't really get smaller. Yes. Like in, and, in Saints Row, in yeah. last Saints Row, Saints Row, Saints Row 4, right? Or it, the the if you made yourself um, if you made yourself bigger in terms of in terms of terms of making yourself way more so that you weren't skinny, you automatically got weaker. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know about that because I'm scrappy. <laughs> yes, but if you look at your actual stats, you get weaker. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm making me, oh, you, that is you. not accurate. You, yeah, I'd have too. to say you're you're probably a lot stronger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I haul around babies all the time. There. That's what I'm saying. I'm tossing around a fifty pound. I sling kid. children. <laughs> <laughs> I am strong. I'm, I bench press I'm those motherfuckers. Throwing around a fifty pound kid. I know I'm pretty strong. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's one of those things <laughs> that really does bother me uh, because I run around in life with giant swinging titties, okay? <laughs> I don't want to run around like if I'm actually in some kind of action mode, if I'm trying to optimize my character, I know what a terrible idea that is. <laughs> For one thing, then you always have to have a bra. And what if you're in the apocalypse and bras are not readily available, okay? Like well, your bones. If you did have had big ones in the apocalypse, you'd be strapping those things down with, you know. I'd have like an and some willow bark, something <laughs> yeah. would be happening because they get in the way. It's like, we got to go to the drugstore. I need more ace bandages. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, did you hurt your ankle? No, man, it's my tits. It's my. <laughs> I definitely. If anybody from Telltale is listening, I might not have a screenplay sample, but this is the kind of shit you would get with me. <laughs> Oh man, new plot objective. Get ace bandage for Alicia <laughs> and her giant swinging tits. <laughs> there we go. Oh my god, that's really funny. But uh, to, to kind of go back to what you were talking about, Carly, I think it's interesting to say that kind of once you've opened the Pandora's box of realizing the items that are so wrong about representations of women in video games, it's so hard to shut that off. And just play a video game without having that going on in the back of your head. Like, because b- prior to starting any of this, I will admit I was a naive, very naive. I mean, definitely I could sit there and point out things that made me uncomfortable or whatever, but not nearly to the point where I sit t- down and like pick apart a game now. And it's like, it's not that it takes away from the enjoyment of playing the game, but it does kind of take away from the like, I just want to be ignorant and not have to think about these things. <laughs> I totally know that feeling too. Cause it's yeah. like, especially when other people are like, like telling you, okay, you need to stop. Like, <laughs> you know, cause it's like they, they're getting on you for being like, well, you're looking too far into it or like, you know, you're kind of ruining it now. And it's like, uh, like, I don't mean to, but. Oh, you're overanalyzing <laughs> those massive tits. Right. No, I'm not. Right. Because every female character in this game has big ass titties and a tiny waist and a big old round ass. No, I'm not looking too much into it. I am seeing exactly what's there and understanding yeah. the implications of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it, and it's, it's easy to go through it and to, and to ignore those things. It's a lot more difficult to sit down and like realize those things all the time. And it's, um, but it, it, it's important to realize those things. Obviously I'm not saying that I want to be ignorant because I think we shouldn't fight these battles, but you know, it's, it is one of those things where it's like, you know, you're trying to do research on games, um, for an entirely different reason, but it's like something that you can't get away from. 
and also it's, I mean, it's something that and we've talked about this before is that I know I do games research because because I love games and I want them to be better right and I want my I want my daughter to be able to play games without yes. having to identify it a certain way or without having to um, I want my daughter to be able to play a fucking sniper in a military game without having to p- wear a broad Daisy Dukes and fucking fishnets and and yes. not have yep. a voice and not have a voice. Yes, right. Yep. This has got as important as it was to me before. Now that I have a daughter, I think about it even more, and I'm horrified at what she might face. I mean, it's it's just realistic, right? I mean, and I think. I think that, you know, it's like, I, I always wondered, I was like, okay, so as I get older, you know, doing games research, am I going to get too old to do games research? No, I just think my no. focus gets refined, <laughs> no right? My focus gets refined and I start thinking about things in different ways and it gives me new insight into things, right? Because, you know, everybody knows my thing about, you know, I, I get pissed off when people you when people give me dead kid games and don't give me a heads up so I can say, no, I don't want to play that dead kid game. Um, Which by the way, thank you for that. Cause I was looking at playing that game. I did the demo of it and um, I was like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. And then I heard that and I'm like, are you kidding me? He's dead. No way. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Appreciated that. Oh yeah. See the dead kid games piss me off. Um, I mean, but it's, but it gives us different insight, especially when we have a ga- a changing gaming population. Right. When our, you know, when the quote unquote traditional gamer is getting older. Right. And I mean, and I know that I have talked to um, red and like red stuff and even heard stuff on other podcasts from men who also say, so it's not just women, you know, who have this maternal thing going on that are like, Oh yeah, it's just women don't want to play dead kids. No, there are men out there going, no, I don't play that shit. If there's kids, yeah. if there's kids involved and kids getting hurt or anything like that, I don't play that, you know, it's because it's just often so unnecessary. Right. Yes, exactly. You know, I mean, it's one thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sam. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, it's one thing if you build the entire narrative around what happens, as with, this is the one good thing I will ever say about The Last of Us. You build a whole narrative about what happens after, how that affects you, and then what happens again when you're saddled with taking care of someone. Or you have a game like The Walking Dead, where those there's children in danger, okay? But there are actual decisions to be made, and it has narrative weight that's one thing. If it's just some throwaway shit in the background like BT Dobbs, also there's some dead children. Look at their corpses. Aren't they cool? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. I am not signing on for that shit. That is not something that's throwaway. Yeah. Okay? I think that all deaths should be taken seriously. And this is somebody who plays primarily violent <laughs> video games. Okay? I shoot a lot of Your things. game's all about dead people. Pretty much. Yeah, like we, we create a lot of death. But especially since I've had a child who is playing the games that I play, we have a lot of conversations about where those lines are drawn and what those deaths mean and the weight that it should have. Yeah. Even in a story. Even in a story. Right. And it's, I mean, it's got to have some kind of narrative weight to it. And, yeah. and that's important. That's important. And sometimes even if that shit's got narrative weight, I don't want to fuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if they tried to add narrative weight in the whole you know females and running around in bikinis thing i mean oh my god they can't there's like no logic to that whatsoever <laughs> narrative weight is all what? in the titties 
a My nuclear way, bomb went off and all her clothes evaporated. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I should say I know that there are women out there, and I have done this at some point where you just you like to kind of play a sexy character and fall into that role and that identity and play that sometimes. But why is that the only option? Right. Like, you know, right. Because yes. it brought up my empowerment for women stuff. And one of the most eye-opening things when I did that was I had a woman who wanted to be a columnist for me. For um, She was a stripper. And she really wanted to talk about how that issue wasn't just negative. That she felt like it was a way for her to use her female power. And she felt you know sexy and powerful and all those things. There's a whole other angle to it. And some... Women and men like playing characters like that, but Absolutely. we have options. I hate that men have all these options. Although I would like to say, you know, some more sensitive male characters would be nice too. So we could. Yeah, have... I was just thinking that. Yeah, I think that just I, calls I for like a revolution of narrative in games. And oh, don't goal. don't even get me started because <laughs> gaming narratives tend to be so bad so often. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I and I just forgot what the fuck I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> see, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, and, it's gone. and it left. Um, Her brain sneaky sneaked off. That's my, that, that, that is the downside of having the refrigerator upstairs. Um, God, what, what were we talking about? Just oh, just sexiness. Relaxed sexiness, right? Yeah, sexiness, sexiness and, and kind yeah. of sex positive thing. See, and that's another thing that changes as you have children. And we've talked about this before, is that I think that, um, like I said, you know, me thinking about what is going to be available to my daughter um, has kind of come to the forefront in many ways, especially now, you know, that she's starting to play games and she starts to notice this stuff. Cause we talked about this with Nino Cooney with one of the characters. She was like, you know, you know, why is it that, you know, wear her clothes, you know, her belly's hanging out. She needs to cover herself up kind of thing. And I didn't say anything. She kind of came to this on her own. Right. But she starts to notice those things. Um, and we talked about this before. It's like, I think that even my own, um, stance on on kind of sex and sexuality it has not changed, right? But it's changed for my daughter, right? It's like it's like I still think that you know I'm still like kind of strongly sex positive. If women choose to do these things. If women choose to be strippers or do sex work or what have you, as long as they are not being coerced or forced or otherwise oppressed in this process, if that is what they want to do, hey, more power to you. I'm going to back you. It is your right, right? And then I go, except for if you're my daughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then no. <laughs> um, so I mean, all of these are kind of interesting, interesting things that we have to think about and explore as kind of as researchers and as because there is that human element in the work that we do. And all too often, I think that a lot of the mainstream phallocentric game theory that we get, and I won't mention any names, tries to take the human element out of it. Yes. Amen to that. I actually, <laughs> some of the names I've been reading, I did not mention earlier at the beginning of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason for that. Yeah, yeah I know. I want to like throw things and everybody, oh, so-and-so, they're so brilliant. They're so this and that. Wait a minute. No. Yeah. They're, they're missing this really huge narrative that, 
Yeah. You have to be living in a cave not to see this, or it's, I guess you have to be a privileged white male. I'm not sure. Yeah. I can't figure that out. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I didn't mean to cut that to come out as snarky as well. Maybe. I no, didn't. that's not snarky at all. That that's is what exactly we do here. what it's it okay. is. We do Sometimes snarky. it has to be snarky, <laughs> you know, or it doesn't come across right, you know? I do feel like, and this is a small thing, but I feel like we're on a particularly exciting threshold because, especially for those of you who teach and, and, you know, those of you who were recently students or are students now, you probably see some of the same things. I, I see so many people, not just women, not just people who are sensitive to these issues, but so many people who are beginning to wake up and think, you know, maybe games could be different. It's still not the majority, obviously, where we wouldn't have the same shit perpetuated that we've had for years. But there are people beginning to wake up, and I've had students almost every semester who are interested in these kinds of issues. So I feel like it's going to be pushed more and more into the mainstream. And some of those privileged viewpoints are going to be pushed farther and farther to the fringes. At least that's my hope. I, I definitely, I actually really agree because I've had intelligent conversation about these issues with people I never expected it from before. <laughs> Truth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, but it, it's, 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 I mean, it's hard. I, it gets hard when at the same time you, you run into folks who are so stereotypically misogynistic and yeah. sexist. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, you can just look at the men's rights movement and see how fucking bad things still are. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's all of or that. Or you can come teach in Texas. I'm just kidding. I have delightful students. I really do. But you see a really strange cultural difference here in the students you teach versus where I've seen elsewhere with that sort of attitude of, you know. I have been blessed with wonderful students every semester that I've taught, and yet there's still some of that. Because, I mean, to be honest, I don't blame them. Most of the time, they don't know any better. They've never been taught any better. No, and they're just repeating back what they've heard usually from parents and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm teaching in Indiana, and I wouldn't teach in Texas. And I've been to Texas. I've been to many parts of Texas. It is just the folks that I run into in Texas make me know I can't live in Texas. There are things I love about Texas, and I wouldn't live there either, I don't think, not for any extended period of time. I may be speaking too soon, because God knows my husband's work may, le- may lead us there, but I'm going to pray not. Not well, all Texas, but, though. You know, there's no. certain... Yes, really all Texas. No, all I know, Texas. To be fair, I know a lot of... No, all Texas. From, <laughs> from, like, from, shut down. I know a lot of friends from Austin. I you know what? Everybody that I know that lives in Austin says that, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> no, been to Austin. Know a lot of people who live in Austin right now, and there's still those pockets. Austin may be like the best part of Texas, but it's still Texas. Again, that's like <laughs> well The Last of Us being the game of the year. Low bar. Yeah, <laughs> super low bar. It's like it's yeah, like grading see. on a curve. You gotta you gotta judge judge Austin against the rest of Texas. <laughs> oh. We should probably back off of Texas and back up on Carly. <laughs> hey, Carly. So when I was trying to dis- make this horribly difficult decision about where to go for my doctorate, one of the some of the advice I got was go to the place if you really can't decide, go to the place with the shittier location because you know you want to go somewhere for your doctorate, we'll eventually get to leave. And then you can go somewhere better <laughs> when you get a job, you know, because they're not going to hire their own. So then you go somewhere else to get a job. So 
I'm not saying that played into it, but it could have potentially had something to do with it. Hey, but it could have. <laughs> like, well, I know I won't want to work here. No, yeah, I, I know I'm not going to work in Texas long term, but, you know. <laughs> All right. I had a question that you kind of addressed. It's just a really brief one, I think. Go ahead. Um, and you touched on it, but then we segued a lot. <laughs> um. I wanted to ask you specifically, and I think I know the answer, but just for the sake of our listeners, I wanted to ask you specifically why you chose to focus on RPGs for gamification and education. Hmm. That's a good, good question. question. Yeah, um, part of it is scope. So I have all these ideas running around, and I, it helps me with my research to narrow it as much as possible so I wasn't studying all games, but just nice. RPGs. But... Um, it actually started, my original dissertation project was to gamify a technical writing classroom and then study that and see what happens, kind of as teacher research. But for many reasons and a very long story that I won't get in here that includes power relations and feminism and all sorts of things, I completely switched gears. New committee, new topic, new everything. And my new committee and I talked about, okay, so how can I still use this interest of games and do something a little bit different? So what would be the study that would come before that? So let's just imagine one day when I get hired somewhere, I can gamify a classroom. What sort of info would I need to go into that? And we started talking about, okay, so how, how, does, how do games teach what exactly instructionally could we learn from that to construct and gamify a writing classroom? Um, that sort of thing. And then I started thinking, you know, when I first had my, because I had my model all planned out for gamifying the classroom, it really was structured around student customization of learning. And that's really what I think RPGs do really well, is you can customize your own experience from the get-go with the um, classes you choose and the races you pick and the, you know, all the decisions you make and the, um, you know, stats. And they just have this unique ability to let people customize it. And I thought that would be really interesting to translate that into the classroom to mm -hmm. let students do that. So that's why RPGs in particular, um, mostly because of that customization part. Is that mm -hmm. I like that. And, and, I don't know if I can if I can add this in, but um, I think it's kind of interesting. One of the things I do in my business writing class is I try to convince students that the templates that they've been given for their resumes from like the Career Center and other classes are, are a terrible idea and they should not rely on those whatsoever. Uh, and I give them a lot of reasons. I give them a lot of readings. And one of the examples that I always give them every semester shows somebody who's built like stats for themselves and they have little bubbles, right? And it's like, yeah. I have a four in communications, but only a three, like in networking. And they always latch on to that. It's, it's like the kind of thing they can understand where they might not really understand the purpose of a candidate profile and why it's better than, say, an objective statement. But they look at that and they're like, oh, that really makes sense. I can put that in my resume and I can really demonstrate who I am as a person. And it makes me think like, oh, all my kids have been playing games. It makes me so happy. And then we can talk about then what those things really mean, what it means to say I have skills in Microsoft Office. Well, what does that mean? Do you have a little bit? Do you have a lot? Like, can you mail merge? Like, where do you fall? And they can look at it and start to quantify it. And it's just so neat. It's like they're building their little skill sets. It's so cute. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, just, like that was a segue. Two. but. Yeah, I know. Can build build skill trees into your resume. Yeah, and they get really yeah. into it, and it's fun. 
Yes, I find that stuff fascinating. I think students can really latch on to learning if they can create their own identities and figure out how this is most relevant to them. Like in our tech comm curriculum here, I find it no surprise that the student's favorite assignment is the resume because they feel like it's for them and it's going to be yeah. useful, especially with the seniors that they're graduating. Whereas the other stuff, they don't, even as much as you try to make it relevant, it's sometimes hard for them to get that grasp. Yeah, and you get such a wide range of students, too. I try really hard to work individually as much as I can, which requires a lot of time, uh, but there's still only so much you can do when you have 18, 20, 22 students. There's only so much time you can put in. True. You know. Yep, exactly. Yeah, but I try to customize as much as I can for them for whatever it's worth. So, you know, my original idea was like to have that. the equivalent of, like, you know, rogues, mages, and warriors. And I had this idea that the mages would, you know, that would be a student who might identify more with, um, you know, using their intellect, you know, the plus intellect and all that. They, they might have a goal to go on to grad school after graduation. And then you have the warriors who they're, you know, really focused on their professional profile and they're going to go straight mm -hmm. into the workforce. And they're going to, and then you have the rogues who are kind of, you know, they dabble a bit in this and they dabble a bit in that. And, and once students figure out, because I think for me anyway, part of college is figuring out your identity anyway. Yeah. So if they can help apply that in a classroom, I think, and if games can help with that, I think that's pretty powerful, I think. I love that. I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I like the way you put that. <laughs> we like you. We do. Oh, I like <laughs> we like you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I almost was there with y'all I you know that was my big decision for my doctoral program do I go to Purdue or do I go to Texas Tech and I question that decision almost every day of my academic career oh man can we just steal you now like you just... <laughs> damn can you make you that happen no I have a I just want to say for those listening you know I have a very wonderful supportive committee and everything now <clears throat> no I love the people that are helping me with my research is so supportive. But um. Yeah, but our babies are only like two weeks apart. I know. Yours is May 9th, right? Yeah, May 9th. Yeah, mine's 28th. Yeah, see? One of you gave birth too early, <laughs> one of you gave birth too late. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, People no. came early and I was pleased, okay? <laughs> On that note, um, Carly, thank you so much for joining us and talk, talking to us about your research. That was a blast. Um, you're you. welcome to come back and join us whenever you want to. Oh, yeah. I would love to. This is fun. We like having you talk with us. But you have to drink next time. And not oh, just I, your soda mixture. I will for sure. <laughs> Pop concoction. <laughs> We're not allowing that. I know. I shouldn't have even admitted that. But, you know, <laughs> like just too start much talking off. about the all the scotch you're knocking back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like oh yeah I'm I'm drinking hard shit today I'm drinking uh -huh. hard shit <laughs> no, I got to be careful at least for the first time that I don't get shit faced because I haven't drank much at all since having my son so I'm like such a life now. it's not even funny yeah that, that first time that you really go all out is sometimes extreme and sometimes your friends have to put you in a cab that just drops you off on your porch <laughs> yeah. and I time ago all out to be you know on a recorded podcast so. i was gonna say well, no it was for alicia did you hear it that? was for oh. alicia uh -huh. yeah i was i was pretty smashed that was okay that was a fun podcast though i fucking bet it was
Yeah, well, I bet it was. Like, I don't remember. You were there for it. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I was in the vodka. I was in the vodka. Oh, That's my. Funny. That was pretty funny. All right. All right. <clears throat> so let's go through some really quickly some deals for broke ass gamers. Um, because that's always the fun part. Well, as this podcast will probably go up late tonight, early tomorrow morning, depending on, um, lots of things. <laughs> um, you know how many more drinks I have? Um, I'm not drinking too much. I got to get my kid up early and get her dressed as Cora for uh, Halloween that's and adorable. do Cora hair in the morning. <clears throat> wish not adorable. Me, wish me luck. Um, Lots of places. Everybody's running these Halloween spooktacular sales where you can get um, usually at least 50% off of all the kind of quote-unquote scary games uh, for Halloween. So folks are selling, you know, Walking Dead for like pennies on the dollar um, as well as uh, stuff like I picked up Costume Quest Cheap. um, Lots of your your scary titles. those are going to be good probably not only tomorrow, but the day after for most folks, even like Steam. Um, and I know. Well, tell me not to triple dip on The Walking Dead. Don't triple dip on The Walking Dead, baby. Yeah, okay. don't. Yeah. Um, Max Payne um, is 75% off on Steam. If you haven't played Spelunky and you really want to kill yourself, you need a dungeon crawler that is totally and completely unforgiving Play Spelunky, but it's fun as hell. It's 50% off on Steam right now. Um, and if you haven't played Spelunky, you need to play Spelunky. Um, also, uh, on Amazon, you know, they're getting ready for Christmas, and they're also getting ready for the new consoles to come out. So things are still slow, but they're starting to pick up a little bit because they're getting ready for Christmas. So now they're coming out with, you know, buy a 360 bundle. Um, you get up to $50 off and you get $50 in Amazon credit for buying a 360 bundle at this point. So, you know, people are like giving 360s away um, because they're getting ready for um, the Xbox One to come out. Um, And if you've got an Xbox already, if you go to um, Xbox, if you go to like Xbox Live, um, they've got uh, the Halloween sales going on um, as well. But they've also got like some some pretty good deals on stuff going that are like, you know, 50 percent off or even more. And then until day after tomorrow, you can still pick up Halo 3 for free if you got Xbox Gold. Oh, yeah, uh, you can. Yeah. So and uh, X, um, Halo 3 is I think I played a little bit of all of them. I think X, uh, Halo 3 was one of my favorites was my favorite. I like Halo 3. Uh, it has Nathan Fillion as a voice. Yeah, it does. Maybe that's why. Phenomenal. So you can go ahead and pick that up for free for two more days. Um, and now that's a deal. That is a deal. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. Um, oh, that ended yesterday. I was going to say PlayStation, if you spend $50, you get 10 bucks back. But that ended yesterday. And I didn't buy the games that I meant to buy for this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So right now I'm kicking myself. um, Because I missed out on that. But, you know, check them out. There's, like I said, lots of uh, Halloween deals going on. And people are now the um, holiday deals are starting to kick in. I got my Toys R Us Big Book catalog in the the mail yesterday, believe it or not. Oh, my God. 
Yep. Yeah, so, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, me either. Earlier and earlier every year. I know. It's Speaking of the Pokemon, my son may be getting a hookup on that. For a Pokemon? Oh. Yeah. He may be getting his own little DS sense of Pokemon. Oh. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> I'm just excited. And then <laughs> mommy may borrow it and breed some Pokemon for him. We'll see. There you go. Yeah, breed him some Pokemon. So we're already leaving our secret club, Alicia. Great. <laughs> doesn't that didn't count. last long. It doesn't that count didn't last long. if it's for him. That lasted all of an hour. <laughs> it's been like two hours, thanks. Uh, nah, <laughs> not since you promised. Maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> Sam, whose side are you on? The damn. side of truth, damn it! The side. Of- <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> all right. Also, um, you should make note of the fact that this weekend, um, Alicia, Alex, and I are all doing the extra live gaming marathon. But- what? No, I was supporting you. I was like raising the roof. Oh, I'm like what? Um, oh, it all- sounded like an alarmed <laughs> question. I was like, what? <laughs> we're all doing the extra life gaming marathon. So if you check out our um, our extra life team, which is gamers all, you can feel free to support one or all of us um, by throwing some cash behind us um, for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And uh, this is my pitch if I may, is that I will be going to play games for a whole day while my husband stays home to play with the children. <laughs> he will be the caregiver, and he often is, and I will be going out to kick my feet up and take over the world over and over and over again with some pauses for like Cards Against Humanity and shit. So I think everybody should just come and give me money. Whatever. In the face. My mother, my mother came all the way to mi- from Michigan to watch my kid for me. Oh, she's so nice. Which is great and all. That is a really crappy drive, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. bad. You're just wussy. Oh, I hate that drive. It is a whole bunch of nothing. I guess it depends on how you go, but it's still. See? But so. Uh, I will be there, and my kid will actually be lovingly tormenting her grandmother <laughs> for 24 hours. That's cute. <laughs> 25 hours. 25, right, because of daylight savings time. Uh, I'm going to die. That's okay. Please donate now in case I die. <laughs> in case Alicia does And since it. we'll be live streaming, you'll be able to see her die in person. Yay. <laughs> oh, is that going to be on the site? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Oh, that's not exciting. I'm gonna hide in a corner. With my I'm gonna I'm gonna train the ca- I'm uh, camera specifically on you. Whatever, I'm gonna be so yep. grubby after like hour eighteen that I do not want to be seen by humans. Yep. That's okay. We all are. Mm. Um so yeah, check us out. Gamers uh Gamers All is the name of our team. Feel free to support well any one of us or anyone else on our team because it doesn't matter who you who you uh, support as long as the as long as the money goes to Children's Miracle Network and goes to help sick kids. That's what's important. Um, 
Let's see what else. I think that's about it. So, you know, the usual spiel. Make sure you, if you want to talk to us, like I said, we have our wonderful little voice chat. I mean, uh, voice message applet on both our site and our Facebook site. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, feel free to go to the site and do that. Ask us questions, leave us comments. Tell us how wonderful we are um, or how much Alex Lane sucks for not being here tonight. Um, you can also send us <laughs> email at uh, mymgamer at gmail.com. You can visit our website and see our wonderful daily pithy posts at mymgamer.com. Um, and you can like us on Facebook and then participate in discussion there um, and remain kind of caught up on all the Not Your Mama's Gamer going ones. And if uh, RSS feeder, feed readers or Facebook's not your thing and Tumblr is, we also have the NYM Gamer Tumblr site where all of our daily posts uh, are posted so you can get them all into your nice little Tumblr feed. See, we got something for everybody. Oh, and there's Twitter. So you can follow us on Twitter at at NYMGamer. That's it. Social media. (laughs) Can we get one thing that covers everybody? Um, (laughs) um, Those are all the wonderful social media opportunities. And once again, we'd like to thank our guest, Carly Finseth, for joining us and talking Yay. about the research and being really funny. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and being prepared to hear us ramble for two hours. Yeah, um, Yay! Hooray! Thank you. So uh, be sure to uh, check us out this weekend because, as I said, we will be live streaming. Um, we will be live streaming kind of the room as well as um, doing a Not Your Mama's Gamer Twitch feed for us when we're actually playing PC games um, or playing games, period. So you can check us out. Um, there's a on the right hand side of the Not Your Mama's Gamer page, you'll find a, a link to our Twitch feed as well as a little window where you can just watch us while you read your posts if you like. Um, so make sure you check us out and then make sure you come back in two weeks because by this time, we of course, are set to download us every two weeks. Um, download us in two weeks when we have episode 67. And that's going to be a surprise topic. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Um, so <laughs> check us out then. Uh, so until episode 67, um, you know, Stay warm, stay dry, eat lots of candy, and as always, game on. Game on. Woo.